Acts chapter 7, verses 51 through 53. You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit. As your fathers did, so do you. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who announced beforehand the coming of the righteous one, whom you have now betrayed and murdered. You who received the law as delivered by angels, yet did not keep it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, D's. So this is the end of Stephen's speech. And, you know, he, he gets stoned literally right after this. And um, this is a way to end a sermon. Man. This is a way to end a sermon. Yes. Uh, you always resist the Holy Spirit. People either that's repent and believe or <laughs> they stone you. Yeah. You know, that that's, yeah. this one's either going one of two ways. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, Stephen being the first martyr, it, uh, it did not land uh, super favorably. But uh, yeah, so we're continuing through the righteous life of Christ. You know, every weekday and Saturday uh, for the past couple of weeks, we've been doing these Advent devotionals um, that, you know, a different sort of cast of our, our pastors and ministers have been writing and, and mm-hmm. narrating. Um, and so on Sundays, we're kind of checking in and, and reading these. Um, yeah. What do you see here? Um, you know, it's specifically kind of pointing to the foil of Christ's righteousness uh, foil being like a literary contrast, and that foil is the unrighteousness and the the stubbornness of man. So, yeah, what do, what do you see here? Deez? Well, I, I'd like to get to the foil here in a second, but before okay. we go there, before the foil, well, you know, I, foil. I always think about this. I mean, I love Stephen's courage. Okay, yep, new deacon in the church, new deacon. you know, young <laughs> zealous deacon, yeah, deacon in the church, <laughs> and so, um. Uh, but you know he's he just loves his Lord and he and he's there and he's preaching now. What's interesting about this, Will, is here's Stephen preaching and and it's kind of like man, where did Stephen get this? Well, he got it from like Peter, right? Mm. You know, like yeah, like this is the way that they were preaching and and I I think that it's very interesting. Okay, so Peter in Caiaphas's courtyard mm-hmm. night of Jesus' arrest, yeah, scared to death. Yep. Can't say a word. Yep. Even not only can he not say a word, he like curses his Lord. Yeah. Okay. So that is like the non-spirit filled life of a disciple. <laughs> you're terrified. You're operating your own strength. You're worthless. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Not long later, you know, a couple months later, Peter now is not just in Caiaphas's courtyard. He's before Caiaphas and John and Alexander and Annas. Like all, these are all, the ruling class, the whole okay? posse. He's before like yeah. uh, Joe Biden, yeah. and um, he's before Supreme Court's there. Yeah, the Supreme Kamala, Court is there. Yeah. Kamala Harris is there, and you know all the Republican leaders too, uh, like Mike Johnson, the new Speaker of the House, and yeah. everybody. Everybody's there, okay. And he is saying to all of these people who have all the authority in the whole land, this amazing. Same kind of speech, you know, let it be known that, you know, there is power in no other name, but Jesus Christ, who you crucified, who God raised from the dead. Um, and by him, this man who was just healed is standing before you as well. There is salvation in no one else. There is no other name under heaven for by, for whereby men must be saved. So very kind of similar speech. And th- they're not killed. Mm-hmm. They're, they survive. And mm-hmm. so now, 
you know, it's kind of interesting. So now here we're in Acts chapter seven, got these new deacons, the church is growing, God's blessing them. If you read the book of Acts, nothing really bad has happened in the church up to this point. Yep. Everything's going great. Stephen has this amazing, powerful ending, um, and he's calling them out in their sin. And you kind of expect what? Like the Holy Spirit to take care yeah. of him. 3,000 new believers. He was yeah. full of the Holy Spirit. Yep. But he is stoned. He is put to death. Mm-hmm. And I I just think that this is so... So so first of all, like the, the whole context of this moment is interesting. And it just shows how in God's providence, sometimes you live when you're standing before the power of people, sometimes you die. But in response to the stoning of Stephen, what do we see? we see for the first time the church leaving Jerusalem. There you go. And so Acts 1, Jesus says what? You'll be my witnesses, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. And we're already in Acts 7, almost 8, and the church has not gotten out of Jerusalem because mm-hmm. everything was great in Jerusalem. But God, through this tragedy, this is the very thing that God uses to stir the church toward this kind of global mm-hmm. obedience. So the, the context of the, forget the text for a second. The context of the text is amazing. Now let's jump into the text. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that this is such an interesting phrase here. Um, you received the law as delivered by angels, but did not keep it. You are uncircumcised in heart and ears. Mm. They were say, they were taking so much, um, you know, confidence in their physical circumcision. And he is saying here, the more important circumcision, the Mm -hmm. more important obedience Mm -hmm. is not just in what is true of your outward body, but it's who you actually are. Mm -hmm. You are, and you are uncircumcised in your heart and ears. You are not obeying the Lord. Now, I think when we think about this will, we realize this is actually true of all of us, which is why we so need what we see in verse 52, the righteous one, Mm -hmm. the righteous life of Christ. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is just so the great exchange because what happened to the righteous one, he was betrayed and murdered so that the ones who have betrayed, the ones that should be put to death, can now live and now have fellowship with God. Through yeah. You know, Lewis, uh, C.S. Lewis, he he coined this term, um, which I think is, is a really great sort of device to use for um, critique uh, in sort of this like debate sphere called chronological snobbery oh yeah 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 and uh it's basically this idea of like you know where we are now in history every everything and everyone prior was less than right less intelligent had less integrity less righteous whatever not as wise and perceptive and clever as we are now and i mean lewis coined that in like what the 40s or 50s or whatever yeah and i think in the age of technology that we live in now oh yeah it's skyrocketed yeah but i think that we we see it here part of chronological snobbery that we see in the world all the time is this idea that People in the past, archaic people, were oriented towards unrighteousness. They were oriented towards war, towards slavery. Right, right. But now we are oriented towards righteousness. And that's where we see, I mean, you've used this in sermons before. Uh, we see this anthem, we are the world. Right. We are the children. We are the ones who make a better day. So let's start giving. This idea, like, we're the answer. 
we understand righteousness now. And ironically, Michael Jackson is giving voice to this exact same spirit that's at work in Stephen's crowd, which is mm. we understand righteousness. Yeah, that's right. And, and Stephen is saying, they have the same no, anthem. you missed the righteous one. You missed him. And you didn't only not recognize him, you betrayed and murdered him. Mm. And, you know, it, it's this very humbling, like this is, we talked about the offense of the cross last Sunday. This is the offense of the cross. Yeah. Once again, it's this self-recognition of faith of, man, I am not oriented towards righteousness. In fact, by my sins and by the judgment that I've accrued, Jesus was murdered. Well, and that's why it's called a stumbling block. Exactly. Right. And it's a stumbling block. And I always say, you know, grace is the stumbling block of Christianity. Yes. We don't want grace. We, we don't. want achievement. We yes. want to be the world. We want to save our own lives. Yep. And and sure, I think most people want a little help with that. <laughs> um, but yes, we don't we don't really come to this place of um really of you know, kind of I think what Paul describes in Ephesians, dead in our trespasses. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like you know, and you, this has been overused in Christian preaching, but like, you know, the, um, you know, Christianity, I, I, you know, I've heard this like phrase. It's like Christianity is not a, um, you know, sanctuary for saints, but a hospital for sinners. Yeah. But really like Christianity is like a cemetery for corpses. It's like, <laughs> that's like yeah. really what it is. Yeah. It's, it's not just like you're a little sick and you need some medicine. Yeah. It's like you are dead and you need a resurrection. Mm. And that is a stumbling block. I mean, I, I think to really believe that we can cognitively believe that we can like accept the theology of it, mm -hmm. but to, you know, I, I've talked about this when I talk about like uh, we live in an age that is, confessionally not confessionally uh, secular but functionally secular mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think sometimes we as christians can be confessionally um you know reformed or confessionally like believing that we are dead in our sins but like not functionally no you like yeah. really believe that yeah now we don't really believe that we deserve hell we don't really believe that we you know deserve god's judgment um and uh, but but when we start to to, to really see ourselves that way that that A, humbles you deeply, but it B, uh, helps you to actually see how amazing the gospel is and, and how yeah. good of news that we really have in Jesus. Amen. And I love the, you know, the posture of, of walking into that, that good news is a, I'm, I'm reminded of, you know, the story in Numbers where Israel, it, it's the fathers that Stephen is really speaking about, the people who received the law but do not keep it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they, they've angered God and there's these fiery serpents yeah. among the camp. And so God gives Moses a weird command to make this bronze servant and, uh, serpent and, you know, raise it up um, on this, you know, kind of cross-like right, figure. Right, right. And that for anyone who has been bitten, who is dying to turn and look at the serpent and they will live. And like, that's, you know, that th is that's here. Yeah. It's not to undo, uh, you know, your, your past failures, but it's to behold righteousness mm -hmm. and to trust it. Amen. That's a great way to end. And uh, I'm, I'm loving the series. Um, there's more to come uh, as we continue to think about the righteous life of our Lord Jesus. Will Carlisle, I'm Jason Dees. We'll see you tomorrow on Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. 
I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and our daily rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.